Father, we receive illumination by your spirit. We ask that you change us forever. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen, amen, and amen. The word of the Lord, please, we are together. Just keep it soft the way you are. The word of the Lord to us in the month of December is the king is coming. Many ministries in the month, and please, I'm not throwing stones. As you will notice, we don't throw stones in this ministry. Yeah, we don't throw stones. We, 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 we throw missiles. We throw um, intercontinental, ballistic, nuclear weapons. But they are not stones directed in the direction of our brothers and sisters. Do you understand? But there is a tendency for many people to get into their end of year Christmas feelings. And hear people, I just love Christmas. I just love Christmas. You know, I, I like the snow. You know, I like, I like the tree. I like the lights. I like the carols. I just like Christmas songs. Do I have people like me that like Christmas songs? Like you just like it. Like you just... You... How many of you grew up in traditions where the moment it's December, the sound in the house changes? Yeah. yeah. I remember growing up, we had this Bonnie M album. Yeah. Um, Gen Z's... Oh, yes. Yes. I know it. I know it. We know it. We know it. I believe you. I believe you. I believe you. Now, how many of you know what, what was called record table? You see, I've, I've got them. I've got the gens. There's no record table in the spirit. Look at that. Wow. So, you know, you know this, um, like this flat black, the big one. Relax, relax. Genesis know it as like gramophone. You guys call it gramophone. You know, and when you want to play, you move the dial and you, you find the line and you put it on track one. Then it now begins to roll. Yeah. You saw it on TV. Wow. Must be nice. <laughs> you know, the moment it's December, my dad will just have these songs playing and amazing things. And, and it's great to have a Christmas tradition. Don't get me wrong. But please, Christmas is about a king. And he's somehow the only person we don't talk about. Globally, globally, every, everywhere you see lights and trees. I don't think it's Jesus they are celebrating. And by the end of this service, you will agree with me that you have no business setting up a light in, his, in your house if his light is not shining in your heart. I'm coming for us this, this month. You have no business putting up a star. Star. You put star in your house. And you're, you're smiling. You know, look. When there is no star shining in your heart. Somebody say the king is coming. Somebody say the king is coming. Somebody shout it. The king is coming. Our anchor text is Revelation chapter 19. Revelation chapter 19. Let's speak it from verse 11 all the way to verse 16. It says, now I saw heaven opened and behold a white horse. And he who sat on him was called faithful and true. Faithful and true. And in righteousness, he judges and he makes war. Please don't rush God's word. I know you know the scriptures, but I'm trusting the Lord to, to give us fresh hunger and fresh revelation as we engage God's word. It says that there was one who sat on a white horse. He sat on it. In, in, in royal regalia, gloriously 
and with all majesty and his name was called faithful and true his eyes were like a flame of fire and on his head were many crowns not one crown many crowns he had a name written that no one knew except him verse 13 he was clothed with a robe dipped in blood and his name is called the word of god he had a name before his incarnation in the earth he says and the armies in heaven clothed in fine linen white and clean followed him on white horses verse 15 it says now out of his mouth goes a sharp sword that with it not with nuclear weapons and all the technology that humankind is developing and has developed over multiple civilizations it says that this king has a superior technology that is proceeding from his mouth so shall my word be that goes out of my mouth it will not return to me void that sounds to me like an accuracy that modern day weapons cannot guarantee it says that with it it should strike the nations and he himself will rule them with a rod of iron himself treads the winepress of the fierceness and wrath of almighty god verse 16 verse 16 verse 16 and he has on his robe and on his thigh a name written king of kings and lord of lords king of kings and lord of lords king of kings and lord of lords i'm really trusting the lord to help us this month king of kings and lord of lords hmm. are you ready are you sure you're ready there are thrones there are titles and there are legends and tales of strength only Yeshua only Yeshua will reign forever to his kingdom to his kingdom let's hold it let's, let's be careful let's be careful somebody say king of kings somebody say lord of lords isaiah chapter 33 and verse 17 isaiah chapter 33 and verse 17 um there is this argument that we get into every easter and every december whether it is okay for spirit-filled believers to celebrate christmas considering the origins of 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 the festival and whether or not we should engage in the celebration of easter easter is another interesting one um, because every time i read about the death burial and crucifixion of jesus i don't know about any eggs and any rabbits are you with me so these things are from a place and and they've been forced for us to accept and and i'm going to get maybe i should just be patient i'm really trying there's something bubbling in my spirit but let me not jump the gun isaiah chapter 33 and verse 17 isaiah chapter 33 and verse 17 it says your eyes will see the king in his beauty please i want you to pay attention that there is 
in Bible prophecy, in Bible prophecy, there was the prophecy of the coming of a Messiah. The only issue is that the prophecies concerning the Messiah would look like they are not, it's, it's, it was not giving consistent. In one moment, this is a fierce warrior king. In another moment, this is a suffering servant that will be flogged and he will die. And, and many could not reconcile the fact that it's the same person who is going to be the self suffering servant that is going to be the victorious king. So, while the, the, the prophetic viewing will see just one person, it was not clear to them that it was the same person, but it was not one coming. Are you with me? Are you with me so far? So, what we are told to celebrate in Christmas is the first coming. And even that has been corrupted. I want to really show you what the real first coming is. Are you interested? There's some, there's some pointer to it here. It says, your eyes will see the king. It does not say the nations of the earth will see the king. It says your eyes. Can you see that? We are going to get into it shortly. Somebody say your eyes. Let me just stop your neighbor. Have your eyes seen the king? I know you've watched a nice cute Christmas story and the nativity scene. Mary, did you know that your baby boy? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. It says your eyes will see the king in his beauty. It says they will see the land that is very far off. The land that is very far off. Can you give this to us in the CEV? In the CEV. It says with your own eyes, you will see the glorious king. You will see his kingdom reaching far and wide. In just one verse, we are seeing two comings of the king. There is the coming that is personal and there is the coming that is for all nations. And it is expansive in that moment. Every nation, go and write it down. Every tongue, every nation, it doesn't matter whether whether our 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 flag, our national and our national religion, it does not matter. Whether your national religion is Hinduism, Islam, Buddhism, Confucian, Confucius, 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 Confucius. Do you get it? It doesn't matter what you claim. It says there is a time coming where the king is coming for his real territory. The earth he created is coming for everything. Let's see it in the good news very quickly. Very quickly. It says once again, you will see a king ruling in splendor. Somebody says splendor. Over a land that stretches in all directions. The only issue is that the, 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 when this king invaded our world, there was no splendor. If, if you, if you were the project manager for heaven and all you had to do was to plan how God will become flesh, your first question as a good project manager will be what? Where are the PMs in the room? What, what will be your first question? PMs. What is the, the territory is the, the, the God of the universe wants to make an appearance in the earth. What's the budget, right? What's the timeline? 
and they will tell you the timeline is prophecy and the, the budget is spirit. So how do you plan that kind of thing? Do you, know, do you know how humans plan? How humans plan? Do you know how humans plan? If somebody of dignity is coming to a country, do you know the motorcades? The motorcades. In fact, for, for a city to host any major world event, do you know the amount of security intel detail that goes into it? All the hotels and all the security forces. Now that the creator of all is showing up and the only response earth has is that there is no room. There is no room. You say, who is planning this thing? I'm sure the devil was laughing. Is this really how the Messiah will come? There is no room. There is no room. Let's jump to verse 21. Let's jump to verse 21. Please stay with God's word. It says, but there the majestic Lord will be for us a place of broad rivers and streams in which no galley with oars will sail. That's big old English. No majestic ships pass by. Please give it to us in the NLT. Let's see exactly what the concept here is. It says the Lord, now remember, is, is king. Somebody says king of kings and is lord of lords. He's showing up first to a person and then it shows up to the nations. Can you see it? Now, when it shows up to the nations, you see his full character as a king. However, when it shows up to the person, you will trust to have a revelation of him as king. Because everything he promises and has in store for the nations, he promises and has in store for you. Hello. Hello. Are you following this morning? So he says, the Lord will be our mighty one. He will be like a wide river of protection that no enemy can cross. See, there is a kind of audacity that you begin to build as a child of God. I am heavily protected. You just cannot see the, the, the army. I am heavily protected. When they are doing human human um, human kings human kings meeting you see all those guys in, in, in suits men in black they wear their shades and they have these combs do you know what I'm guys are you still here and they have all those combs and they're like alpha tanga alpha, alpha tanga I'm um, southwest 6 o'clock you know check you know and, and everybody feeling cool then they, 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 the real guy will come out from one black SUV and now smile you know they're trying to smile you know and they will now smile, giving kingly vibes. I am telling you that if you understand that the king of kings lives in you, you are heavily surrounded, not by men in black. Hello? Hello? Are, are you really seeing where the word is going to this morning? It says no enemy can cross, that no enemy ship can sail upon. Okay, let's, let's go to verse 22. In the NKJV. It says now, this is where I'm getting to it now. For the Lord is our judge. The Lord is our lawgiver. The Lord is our king. He will save us. I'm praying somebody will believe this today. I'm praying that somebody will believe this today. In the mighty name of Jesus. Let's go to verse 23. Let's see how far with those ships. It says, your tackle is loosed. They could not strengthen their mast. They could not spread the sail. Then the prey of great plunder is divided. The lame take the prey. Verse 24. And the inhabitants 
will not say, I am sick. So you can see that this king, when he shows up in splendor and in majesty, he guarantees protection. Security from enemies. True or false? True or false? And he says that nobody says in Zion that they are sick. In the place where this king reigns, there is no sickness there. He says the people who dwell in it will be forgiven of their iniquity. There is forgiveness of sins there. Can you see it? Can you see it in God's word? Are you sure you can see it in God's word? We are going to go back to verse 22. Just put verse 22 on the screen. Now, unfortunately, many of us have no concept of what it means to be ruled by a king. I can say it clearly today. I cannot think of any, any jurisdiction, any territory that is ruled by a king. I'm not saying there are no kings. I'm just saying that they, 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 they are kings that are not kings. They are kings that are ceremonial. Do you understand what I'm saying? For instance, Canada, the nation of Canada is a constitutional monarchy. True or false? True or false? So, Canada is supposed to have a king. A king that his existence does not affect your day-to-day -day lives. A king, but there is a parliament that passes laws. He says, in this kingdom, the Lord is our judge. The Lord is our lawgiver. The Lord is our senate. The Lord is our house of rep. The Lord is our policymaker. Are you there? Hey guys, are you there? This is the real metric of if you are being ruled by a king. The existence of a king is not the proof that you are under rulership. The existence of a king in your heart, in your life, is that there is, who, who is the judge? No, no, I'm asking a personal question now. The last time there was that situation, who judged it? Who is the lawgiver? Who, who, who gives the commands? Do this now. Do it now. Now. You feel it. Do it. We will forgive you. Who is the lawgiver in that moment? Who is your king? Who is your real king? Who is your real king? Luke chapter 17 and verse 20. Luke chapter 17 and verse 20. Luke chapter 17 and verse 20. Now, when he was asked by the Pharisees, please follow now. Who is asking this question? Who is asking? Asked by... I think I asked too many trick questions. That even when the answer is clear, you know, you're not like, is it the Pharisees? Yes, it's the Pharisees. All right. When he, Jesus, was asked by the Pharisees when the kingdom of God will come, he answered them and said, the kingdom of God does not come with observation. Do you understand the question of the Pharisees? Hello? Is this too much for you Sunday morning? Are you following so far? Do you understand the question of the Pharisees? The Jewish people and Israel as a nation understood what it meant to have a powerful king. They understood because once upon a time, they had powerful kings. In fact, one of the reasons why the Sambalats and the Tobiases and the enemies of progress who successfully stopped the work was because long after their glory days, they were now trying to go and rebuild and rebuild and just arrange things together. Are you following? Are you following? Part of the cases they built, they said, go and dig the archives. You will see that this, this nation has been ruled by powerful kings. Kings that, the moment they are showing up like this, just know you are done. Do, do you know he never crossed David's mind that he was going to lose a battle? You didn't hear what I just said. Like, I inquired of the Lord. 
will I, should I go? <laughs> and he says, go. I'm now there wondering, will I win? He never for once, never for once crossed his mind that it doesn't matter the, the, the number of the, or the size of the army. Let them be as the waters of the sand. If he said go, sometimes he will say move, fight now. Sometimes he will say just wait and watch and let me move first. Because they understood that they had a king. Do you have a king? Do you have a king? So, the Pharisees were asking now that all the prophets have prophesied that a time is coming when we will have another kingdom, not a fake somebody sitting on the throne and, and sending bribes everywhere to ex expand his influence. A real king. When will that time come? And Jesus is telling them, you are not going to enter into that regime by, by studying signs and omens. It won't come by observation. There was a question from Clarity with PD last week, Monday. I don't know when. Um, I think I should answer it now. The question was that, why did Jesus have to go to Egypt? And why was he called from Egypt? Um, guys, can we, can we digress a bit? Can we digress a bit? May I, may I answer it quickly? Just because, um, as you will hear in the announcements, Clarity will be the tomorrow will be coming up next week Monday I, I know I know we had some questions and it was burning fire hot you guys couldn't wait till Monday but please just extend it by a few more days do you, do you, do you, do you... the first person through whom the prophecy came that a Messiah was coming was God's servant Moses somebody say Moses Moses was raised as a deliverer at a time when Israel was in its worst moment under domination by the Egyptians and God will raise up a deliverer for them and will pull them out. Now, Moses was the first person to say, God will raise for you a prophet greater than me. And he's going to guarantee and bring you into the fullness of that inheritance. So every messianic prophecy was pointing to one person who will be a prophet like Moses and a king like David. One person. That means that this king will be able to turn the Nile into blood. Do you understand? Hello, are you following? So this was a miracle performing king. And this was a prophetic. Let me say it well. A miracle performing king and a king, kinging prophet. Does that make any sense? Most, Moses did not have a throne. David, but you guys know David prophesied, right? And he was a prophet. You, you understand? But the whole idea was that when the Messiah comes, he will be given, let me speak language of Genesis, he will be giving Moses vibes and he will be giving David vibes. So we will know that this is our Messiah. So a prophecy had gone from Osea. Can you help me put it on the screen? Osea, if you can help me put it on your screen. Let me put it on your screen. Chapter 11 verse 1. Let me put it on your screen. 11 verse 1. Do you have it? Just very quickly. I just wanted to attend to that. It's off script. But I wanted to attend to it quickly. Quickly. I know it's coming up. They are, they are excellent people. I, I want you to see it. It's a short verse. I, I have it open here. And I can read it to you. But I want you to see it yourself. The, the big question is, what are the odds that one person 
will fulfill thousands of prophecies that came at different times in history from people who did not even know themselves or live in the same place. Okay, I mean, I just have to read it to save time. Okay, it's up. It says, can, church, can we all read together? I want to go. When Israel was a child, I loved him. And out of Egypt, I called my son. Can you see it? Can you see it? Matthew chapter 2, verse 15. Very quickly, this is a digression. But I want us to settle it. Matthew chapter 2 and verse 15. Very quickly, and then we can go back to our, our regular flow. Matthew chapter 2 and verse 15. It says, and there was there until the death of we will talk about this in a future part. That it might be fulfilled which was spoken by the Lord. Can you see what is going on? You didn't see it. That it might be fulfilled that which was spoken by the Lord through the prophet. You guys did not see it. Let me read it one more time that it might be fulfilled that which was spoken by the Lord through the prophet. Are you now remembering Revelation chapter 19 verse 10? It says, worship God for the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. The reason why the prophets could prophesy was because the Lord said to them and they said what the Lord said. So the Lord that was saying to the prophets, that Lord has now shown up. And he knew that what he said was that out of Egypt, I will call forth my son. So when the instruction came to Joseph, the earthly father, that Herod wants this boy's life, run to Egypt now. Joseph did not say, if he's Lord of Lords, why are we running? <clears throat> like I said, you'll be shocked how disobedience can scatter. Can scatter everything. One person's obedience. So, do we now know why Jesus went to Egypt? That it might be fulfilled the prophecy. But the second reason is that it might give Moses vibes. So that they will know that what? This is the Messiah. Where else were the boys in town killed? Are you seeing it, guys? Are you seeing it? So, those who are paying attention will know that we are observing something now. The last time there was an edict by a king that we should kill. We are looking for one boy. But we don't know who that boy is. So we'll kill all the boys. The last time we did that was in the time of Moses. And now we are doing that again. And now he has been called out of Egypt. This is looking like the one who is called. The prophet like Moses. And the king like David is looking like him. But the Pharisees had a question for Jesus. And the question was that. When will the kingdom be restored? And Jesus is saying it will not be by observation. That means that you will not be able to say because boys were killed when he was killed and because he was called out of Egypt. You will not be able to say we saw a star and we followed the star. There is nothing observation will produce in the, in the verities of receiving this life. Please take us back to Luke chapter 17 very quickly. From verse 20. It says the Pharisees came to him and they asked him when will the kingdom be restored? If indeed the Messiah has come we, there are so many things that prophecy says it will do, but one of the chief expectations is that it's going to deliver us out of captivity. Once again, we will be that glorious empire 
like in the days of King David, when the neighboring nations feared us, not that we are, we are the one cowering, paying taxes, taxes to Caesar. Can you imagine telling David that there's one king somewhere asking for taxes? <laughs> As David wants to stand up, Joab will say, leave this. Leave this to us. Do you know what it means to have a king? That's mighty men. Verse 21. It says, Nor will they say, see here or see there. Now, I want everybody to read the next line. Number one to go. For indeed, the kingdom of God is where? The kingdom of God is where? So that's rulership. The first coming was not really a coming to a manger. It was a coming in a manger to die so that he can establish his rule where? Where? I want you to say it boldly. Where? So is the king ruling within you? Who is winning the Game of Thrones? I know you've heard of Game of Thrones. But in every, in every person, there is really a Game of Thrones. Who is sitting as the king in your heart? Who is your lawgiver? Who is your lawgiver? Because December will come, now everybody will, be, will, will put star and we sing song. Well, shepherds watch their flock by night. Oh, seated on the door. The angels of the Lord gave down and glory shone around. But as glory shone inside. See, our world loves religion. Celebrating festivities and missing the essence. And missing the essence. And the Christmas message is that Jesus the King is kinging here. All the prophecies about him kinging over the nations. You hold this coffee. Very soon, we're approaching that time. We're approaching that time. But first and foremost is that the king reigns, reigns and rules in you. Acts chapter 1 and verse 6. What were the guys asking the question here? Guys, you forgotten? The Pharisee, is it still the same answer? My good, I need to stop asking tricky questions. Because it's like, is there a trap now? It says, therefore, when they had come together, they asked him. So who were the day here? The disciples. You know Acts chapter 1, the disciples, right? And who is the him they're asking? The same Jesus. So before death, the Pharisees are wondering. After death, the disciples are wondering, when will the kingdom be restored? So everybody's crazy about the kingdom being restored. But nobody's interested in the king ruling and reigning in their heart. You see, what I just said right now is the basis for pagan Christianity. And that's how we had corrupted festivals. Because somebody felt... That the way Christ will reign in the hearts of many is for us to pass a law. And there are political parties today that believe that what they owe God is for... Don't get me, don't get me wrong. Righteous people have righteous laws. But righteous laws do not make people righteous. You didn't hear what I just said. You didn't hear what I just said. Righteousness exalts a nation. Sin is a destruction to the people. The way this king permeates the heart is not when PD becomes prime minister and says everybody must go to church on Sundays. Everybody must read the Bible one chapter a day. Everybody must fast one day a week. Can you see where I'm going to? Everybody must pray in tongues one hour a week. It says that that is not how this happens. That is not how the king, that is not how the king establishes his reign. You cannot legislate righteousness. 
I wish we could write this down, print it on a t-shirt and send it to some people who believe they are doing God a favor. The way you do God a favor is by enthroning the king in the hearts of the people. Jesus says, you are looking for kingdom to be restored. Wow. He says that time is coming. That's not the conversation. What you need right now is that you will receive power. Somebody say 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 power. No, there's a very simple statement in Luke chapter 2 and verse 7. And it is still true of our world today. Luke chapter 2 and verse 7. She brought forth her firstborn son, wrapped him in swaddling clothes. If the Lord permits, we have time to talk about swaddling clothes. And laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. Can I give it to us in the ERV? It says, it says, she wrapped him up well and laid him in a box where cattle are fed. You know, manger sounds really cute. And we've, we've, we've glamorized the nativity scene. You have Mary, and then you have Joseph, and you have baby Jesus, helpless, with no room, and no, no, nobody to help him. Not knowing that that is the king. It says, the guest room was full. Do you know this king, this king, is still knocking and going about and many people are still saying no room here. Are you seeing it? The first throne, the first throne is the throne of your heart. Can you see it? Guys, can you see it? Can you see it? Please, Christmas is not about the carols and Santa and the elves. That was the attempt of once upon a time, an emperor who said, I am making it law. Everybody must be a Christian. Ah. And all the people there said, are you okay? The emperors before you actually crucified these people, persecuted them, and you, you are just saying that you saw a vision. And now all of us must be Christians. They said the only issue with this is that um, there are gods that we've served for so long. We are not just going to throw away our gods to pick up a religion. Now, is that a king? Is that a king? Hello? Hello? Is that a real king? Is that a real emperor? That passes law, and some people say we are not throwing away our gods. Is that a is that the kind is that a king? Is that a real king? I should say. So they had to strike a deal. They say, What is it about your gods that you cannot throw away? So we celebrate the goddess of fertility. Ishtar, we do it, we cannot throw it away. They say, and this Jesus we are telling you about, he also died and he was buried. Can we marry the two together and call it Easter? They say, Okay, we will take it. So now you know where the rabbits and the eggs are from. They are from the worship of a goddess of fertility. Do you know where it is from? They say, okay, what else do you celebrate? They say, well, our own demon god was... was let me be careful what I'm saying on the property. Our, our, our demon god has a birthday. We celebrate him in December. And the, the, this king, this one too, was born on a certain day. They say, is it, not, is it not obvious to the people that it couldn't have been December? They say, leave it. Future generations will not know the difference. Let's just block it into the calendar right away. You celebrate your God that was born. They or we will celebrate Jesus as being that day that he was born. 
are, you to, are we together? Are we together? So the first attempt at legislating Jesus produced chaos. How do you think that the solution is having PD as president? Because if PD is president and he does not do the work of an evangelist, it is the gospel and Jesus enthroned in the hearts of people. That is the solution for our world. Have you noticed that there is no conference in the world today when they are listing the problems in the world where anybody makes mention of the real problem? And the budgets for those conferences are large. I heard there's a climate conference somewhere in the world where a certain country, of which I shall not mention, is carrying over 2,000, is it over 1,000 delegates? Sir? 1,400 something delegates that will fly in planes to go and attend a climate change conference. Do, do you understand what I just said? And there, there will be many conferences all over the world where they are trying to discuss world peace and world solutions and they'll say, what are the problems in our world? Malnutrition, malnourishment, poverty, terrorism. And they will list all, and with big English and expensive budgets and people flying private jets to discuss world economy and to make proposals and nobody is humble enough to admit that there is really one problem and that's the problem of sin. It will never pop up in any conference. That's what has produced inequality and what has produced perversion and what is powering terrorism and what is behind all of this is that there is a human condition, there is a human problem and there is a solution. That solution is a person. His name is Jesus. He's not telling you to leave your religion and to marry your religion to him. He's not even inviting you to become a Christian as it were. He's introducing you into a new rulership where the Lord your God is your lawgiver. Where the Lord your God is your judge. Where the Lord your God is your king. And he says, that's one, that's one. The time that it will be all the nations. Do you know control A? Hello. Do you know control A? Do you know control A? We are approaching that time now. Where the king will do control A. He says, it's time to rule all the nations. It's time to rule all the nations. But... He's going to need kings to rule with. And really what this phase is about is the raising of kings that will reign for the king of kings. Will you accept responsibility to rule for him? Will you? Will you make room for him in your heart? I will make room for you and I will prepare for two so you don't feel like you can't live here please leave me hear me see we've, we've complicated things we've complicated things and I'm praying for the grace for clarity and for simplicity in this season and as the year comes to an end that you will ask yourself who is my lawgiver? Who is the judge? Who is the king? Who calls the shots in my life? I know I said a prayer and I said I am a Christian. But is Jesus Lord? Is he king in this heart? Because if he's not king in your heart, hear me, hear me. You will not be entrusted with the responsibility of ruling for him. You will not. You will not. You will not. 
you will not. First Timothy chapter 1 verse 17. First Timothy chapter 1 verse 17. So as I said at the beginning, you have no business setting up Christmas lights if the light of Jesus is not shining in your heart. You have no business setting up stars and trees and, and, and observing all these things. Please don't get me wrong. Hello? Hello? Please, I hope I have not been misheard or I have not miscommunicated. I'm not saying you should get to your house and go and throw away your Christmas tree. We are going to leave that one there. I think it looks beautiful, right? So, decoration is decoration. But we are people of revelation. Do you understand? And, and we know that this season is that Jesus came and the world refused him. They did not make room for him. And every December, we claim to be celebrating him by deliberately still refusing him. Now to the King eternal, immortal, invisible. To God who alone is wise. You know, this scripture is one of the most implicating scriptures in the world. It's giving Daniel vibes, right? That a king who thought he was the wisest king. Once upon a time, a king who called himself king of kings. A human who died. Do you understand what I'm saying? A human that has burial ground. And called himself king of kings. Reckoned before his death. That let it be known that the God of Daniel is king of all. And is the only wise God. Guys, I would have thought that this people should have agreed that he is the wisest. He didn't say God is the wisest. He says he is the only wise. The only wise one. The only wise God. Somebody say the only wise God. Somebody say the only wise God. To him be honor, glory forever and ever. And I pray for you that all of his honor and all of his glory that he must get from your life. He will receive everything in the name of Jesus. So I end with a question. Is there room in your heart for the king? Is there room in your heart for the king? Is there room in your heart for the king? Is there room in your heart for the king? Please rise up on your feet. It's not your conventional Christmas message. We didn't discuss angels and Mary and Gabriel and Zechariah and Elizabeth and John and shepherds. And if the Lord permits, maybe we will in the future. I think it's a beautiful story. Does anybody agree with me? Yeah, it's a, it's a beautiful story. It's a, it, 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 it's a story that captures the, the most beautiful time when angels, we, we were privy to see an angelic choir. A choir that has been singing before time began. And they, they busted forth into our time frame. And they sang a song, Glory to God in the highest. Peace on earth and goodwill towards men. The same peace that they are doing conference for. And never achieving. Never achieving. Never achieving. I want you to make a decision this morning. I don't know if this is the kind of message you expected to hear on the first Sunday of December. But you just want to say, Jesus, rule in this heart. Rule in this heart. Rule here. Rule here. Reign here. Call the shots here. I don't know the number of people who will tell you no tomorrow. I don't know the number of nations that will that are still some as we speak now, they are brainstorming on 
how more how more perverse can our laws get how more demonic can we partner with the devil to pass demonic laws let, let, let's tell these children they don't have to be boys they don't have to be girls and they don't have to tell their parents if they need a surgery let, let's bring let's bring corrupting stuff into their curriculum and let's let's i am wondering how deep how deeper will we go in our perversion i don't know what the plans out there are but there is there's room here there's room here there's room here come and live in this heart come and live in this heart oh is that the cry of somebody's heart is that the cry of somebody's heart this morning that jesus come and reign here let this be my own christmas that i made room for the king he left his throne in glory the one that created everything shouldn't be the one looking for a room he says there was no room in town every 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 every, every everyone was busy doing important things that they missed the most important moment please help me bring the strings up a bit king of kings lord of lords everlasting king savior redeemer soon and coming king you are king of kings lord of lords everlasting king you are savior redeemer soon and you are king of kings lord of lords everlasting Savior, Redeemer, soon and coming King. You are King of Kings, Lord of Lords. You are Savior. You are King of Kings, Lord of Lords. Help me put Revelation 19 back on the screen from verse 11. You are King of Kings, Lord of Lords, Savior, Redeemer. You are King of Kings. You are faithful and true. You are faithful and true. You are faithful and true. You are King of Kings, Savior, Redeemer. Come on, minutes with every breath in you. You are King of Kings, Lord of Lords, Savior, Redeemer. One more time. You are King of Kings, Lord of Lords, Everlasting King. You are awesome in your power. In your majesty, in your splendor, awesome. you are awesome. You are awesome. awesome. You are awesome. You are awesome. Please put verse twelve on the screen as we pray this morning. Today also happens to be the first Sunday, and we get to partake of the communion table. It says his eyes are like a flame of fire. And on his head were many crowns, many crowns, many crowns. All hail the power of Jesus' name. Let angels prostrate forth. Let angels forth. Bring forth, bring forth the 
share the bread guys did you hear the word this morning which of us is qualified to crown the king of kings have you ever asked yourself that question before who am i to crown him who am i to crown him what am i <laughs> to crown him well let me tell you what these crowns are these are the crowns of individual hearts that I've decided that Jesus will be king here. Jesus will be king here. And I want us to take this moment. You'll pray for yourself. You'll pray for your loved ones. Who you know that Jesus is not king in your hearts. We'll pray for our nation and nations of the earth. Because the time is coming when the king will press control A. And say now every knee will bow. And every tongue, without exception, see, I'm telling you, we will see it. And I'm telling you, we will see it. You will see people come with religious attires. They will come looking the exact way they are looking. The only issue now is that they are bowing the knee to the real king. It's not about a change of clothes first. It, it says you will rule with a rod of iron. But we are in the dispensation of grace. Now, is this time when you can choose him you can actually choose him and I'm praying that it will be your choice he's the best choice of all he's the best choice of all if you came to the service today with needs and expectations hoping that the man of God will just prophesy increase and abundance I'm telling you what you need is the king this king will make available all the resources of his kingdom instead of picking things one by one let's go to the source let's go to the source let's deal with it once and for all and i want us collectively this morning and say lord jesus unless you don't mean it just say lord jesus reign in his heart rule you came and you died for me the grave could not keep you and you're alive today come and reign here tell him there's room for you here i want to give you 60 seconds some of you know the things that you know you've struggled with is as it's like that game that's that game of thrones competition you know what is what is vying for his spot i want you to receive the strength of the highest and receive victory over that thing once and for all once and for all as we share the communion elements 
as you share the communion elements. I want you to use, open your mouth and say thank you. Thank you, my King Jesus. You rule and reign here. I'm not giving you half a chair. You are not sharing me with my desires. You are not sharing, with, sharing me with my funny appetites. You are not sharing me with another. I live for you and for you alone. For you and for you alone. Choir, you can help me now. Oh, hail, oh, hail. And oh, hail. Please open the elements carefully. This is a covenant activity for as many that belong to Jesus. watching online we're doing this in remembrance of the precious lamb of God you've known him as a lamb a suffering servant I am praying that you know him as a victorious majestic king who is fierce and glorious in his power one who is not to be pitied and rocked but one who is to be feared and loved and honored and served as you come to the table to partake of his body and of his blood. We do this in remembrance of you. We reckon that we are in you. And you are in us. By your spirit. You reign here. You rule here. We are now sold out. We sealed in Christ. We are led by your governance. From henceforth, no going back. No holding back again. We are now sold out. We are now sold out. We're sealed. Led by your government. No going back. No holding back again. Father, I will declare these elements blessed. We are not eating bread. We are not drinking wine. We are not chewing wafer. It's a privilege to be able to partake of your body and of your blood. I pray for a surge of life to everyone at the table this morning. Let no one remain the same. Let them see that the reign of the king 
is better than the best democracy. Let them see that the rulership of his majesty is better than any other government anywhere. We say yes to your lordship. We say yes to your reign. In Jesus' name. Please let's sit together. And let's drink together. I'm going to give you 60 seconds. Some of you will do this in your understanding. Some of you will do this in the language of the Spirit. And you will just pray. Pray. And say, God, I have heard your word. Some of us had plans for elaborate decorations. And I'm not, I'm, I'm, I didn't come this morning to scatter or spoil your plans. Please do what you must do. But remember, the place he wants to decorate is your life. He wants to decorate your heart with his beauty. I just want to, in, your, in, your, in, your, in the language of the Spirit, just say, rain here, rain here. Rain, Jesus, rain. Rain, Jesus, rain. For you are king. King of Zion. You were Judas lion, Let's hold this, please. Make this 60 seconds count. We have come to the end of the service. Please count. I want you to pray out loud. Let the king hear you. Let the king hear you. Is there anything that has been vying for his position in your heart? Let him know there is no competition. No more competition. I will not I will not choose my flesh over him. I will not choose my wants. I will not choose money over you. I will not choose humans. I will not choose things over the giver of all things. My choice is you. My choice is you. You are the one who rules here. You are the one who reigns here. Come on, come on, come on. Take 30 more seconds. Tell him rule over the rest of the month, December. You are my lawgiver, you are my judge. You are my king. You are everything to me. You've gone ahead of me in the month of December. Thank you because I do not weep this month. I do not shed tears this month. I do not cry this month. The only tears I am permitted to shed are tears of joy. I see myself shouting this month. Shouts of joy. I see myself rejoicing. I see my king getting glory through my life. I see my king getting his splendor. He says to the king eternal. The only wise God be glory, be honor forever and ever and ever. Here is a life that will get you all of your glory. Thank you, gracious Father. Glory be unto your name. For in Jesus' name we have prayed. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Let's try that one more time. In Jesus' name we have prayed. If you know you are that one, that the King of Kings has stepped into their situation, and you have the guarantee of victory i want you to jam those hands together and give the king a big shout Ray. we hope you've been blessed by the sermon and if you would love to be a part of what god is doing in our midst feel free to join us on sundays at 10 a.m or wednesdays at 7 p.m to be a part of the giving you can give our email at info, I-N-F-O, at KICCCanada.ca or through our website at www.kicccanada.ca slash donate. God is doing amazing things in our midst and we look forward to seeing you soon. Remember, you are a champion. God bless you.